People have been hunting birds since the dawn of time. They've been hunted for food, for feathers, and more recently for pleasure and sport. People hunt many different types of birds for many different reasons. And you are about to hear some of the stories behind these reasons. This is the GoHuntBirds.com podcast. Welcome to the Friday, October 6th, Thanksgiving edition of the GoHuntBirds.com podcast. And for those listening in the United States, uh, yeah, it is Canadian Thanksgiving, not necessarily American Thanksgiving. So uh, Thanksgiving weekend, we generally go to our family cottage, spend time with Miss Kay's family, uh, have some drinks with the family, and uh, just probably eat a little too much and maybe do some bow hunting for deer. Uh, we're going to do some waterfowl hunting maybe, but uh, generally just uh, a weekend that I don't have any events. We do family stuff and hang out with the kids and try to get in some hunting. But uh, yeah, so it's the Thanksgiving weekend and I got a little uh, story to tell you regarding finding dimes. So uh, said that finding a dime is said to be a message to pay attention or trust your intuition. So finding a dime or seeing the number 10 is, uh, you know, trust your instincts. And uh, generally it's thought to have been uh, left by somebody else, sometimes unintentionally, but just left by somebody else that kind of makes you think like, hey, how did that dime get in there? And so I've had a lot of different uh, stories of finding dimes over the years. First of all, time that I found a dime that I thought it was kind of interesting. So uh, when I was younger, I was given my grandfather's tackle box. So my grandfather, I never met him. Uh, he apparently was the only one that hunted and fished in my family, other than my Uncle Terry. No one else in my family hunted or fished at all. So my Uncle Terry, who uh, was the only one that, that had any hunting and fishing gear, was selling his house, and he knew that I hunted and fished. So he offered me all of his hunting and fishing stuff. So I got a bunch of old coolers, you know, some fishing lures, uh, a couple of shotguns, and I got this old tackle box that he told me belonged to my grandfather, Albert. And uh, so I cleaned it out and went through it all and looked at it all, and there's some really cool old stuff in there. And for whatever reason, some some reason, there was a dime in the tackle box. And I never really thought anything of it. And then... I started looking up, uh, or somebody had told me that finding a dime is kind of a sign from somebody from the past trying to, you know, tell you that you're on the right track or you're doing the right thing. And so I thought that was pretty cool. I found this dime from my grandfather who I'd never met. He died in, 19, in the 70s and I wasn't born until the 80s. So uh, I kind of thought it was kind of neat. It was uh, maybe a sign that I was on the right track hunting and fishing from my grandfather who I'd never met. So pretty neat. Um, little side story. I was also left a 
rifle from my grandfather in that transaction from my Uncle Terry that uh, I've come to find out is worth quite a bit of money. Um, it's a it's a uh, forty caliber rifle that uh, is pretty rare. There was only so many of them made. It was made in a, a warehouse in Connecticut in the 1800s, and uh, apparently it's quite old and quite valuable. So that's a story for another day, though. But uh, So yeah, so finding dimes is something that often, you know, indicates that somebody is looking out for you or paying attention to you or, you know, trying to tell you that you're on the right track, you're doing the right thing. And so the other day I was on Facebook and one of my relatives who used to let us hunt on her farm posted up uh, kind of an ask for help. So um, posted that she was in need of some young, strong guys to come and help move some furniture. And uh, uh, she has since sold the farm but kept the farmhouse but now is selling the farmhouse. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to swing by and, and give a hand. So we went out for a hunt in the morning and then after that, uh, I took a drive around by the house, and as I'm pulling into the driveway, there's these two young lads moving furniture out of the uh, the uh, down the stairs, and lo and behold, it, it was Noah, who uh, also hunts with us on occasion, and I was like, cool, you know, there's a young guy helping out, glad to see that, uh, you know, these young kids are helping out, and so Noah, um, you know, kind of a roundabout way, so I, I used to date Noah's aunt when I was younger, and so I've known Noah since he was a baby, and I always kind of joke that, hey, hey, I remember changing your diapers when you're just little, and, and so Noah's now an awesome kid who's in his 20s. Uh, he works as a paramedic, and he has hunted with us. Some of you guys that uh, follow the podcast have met Noah in the past. Great kid, and uh, I hadn't seen Noah in a while, but here here was him and a buddy of his, Dylan. They were uh, lifting some, uh, They were it was actually a washing machine. They were lifting a washing machine out of the house, and uh so we pull in, I was with Jake's dad, Barry, and the two of us pull in and uh, offer our hands. So we lifted a bunch of stuff out of the house. Um, the lady was quite happy that uh, we were there. And so one of the things that we were lifting out was an old church pew. And so I lifted up a bunch of stuff on the uh, the pew to, to kind of move it. And lo and behold, there was a dime sitting on the on the pew. And it was just kind of really neat. So I picked the dime up. And I gave it over to the lady, and I said, "Here, this is uh, this is for you." And she looked at me, and she started crying almost, like he, like she was holding back tears. And she's like, "You know how many dimes I found? You know that's a sign that my husband's still looking out for me. Here's these young guys, all you young guys looking to help me, and and I'm appreciative so much." And so anyway, um, she had a bunch of guns that belonged to her husband. And uh, she said, you guys can have all these. So I believe Noah took all those firearms and, uh, you know, added to his collection. And uh, one of the things that she left to me, so, so her husband and I share the same last name. And uh, and they live on Lapierre Lane, which is the uh, name of one of the roads that we hunt on in this, of course, Lapierre farm that we hunt on. So uh, the road sign for that um house was I guess at one time knocked over or something so anyway the, the there was a there was a sign in the house that was the Lapier Lane sign so she says here you go I want you to have this so hang this up at your camp or put it up at your shop or something so anyhow just really neat that uh you know we're paying we're, we're helping this lady out still even though she was so great to help us or sorry to uh her and her husband were so 
thankful to let us hunt were so great to let us hunt on uh, their property all those years and it was just really nice to swing in and, uh, and kind of visit with her and give her a quick hand and we were only there half an hour you know but uh anyway so that was a couple of days ago and then uh today i'm up at the outpost camp so for those who know we've had the outpost camp and then we decided that we were going to maybe move away from the place because we just didn't have the time to uh, maintain and look after it and so uh the owner and i decided you know what let's uh let's put this place for sale let's see if we can get you know a few bucks for it and it'll be uh, a chance to reimburse go hunt birds for the money that we have invested in the camp and maybe going down in a different direction and i it really really pained me to do that and i was really torn with the fact that i wouldn't have this camp anymore and it wasn't going to be part of our go hunt birds future and 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 a lot of that reasoning was because when ron was still alive Ron made a donation to the to the company help us get a place to host out of it and, and kind of have as our own and a place where our guests and our friends could come and congregate and he wanted that to be his legacy and you know so he gave us a little bit of money to use to put towards a place and uh, we had made some attempts at a few other places that didn't work out so I remember bringing Ron up to that camp and it was in very rough shape and in a state of almost disrepair and I, and I and i almost i remember like thinking like you know what's wrong gonna think of this place he's probably gonna think it's a dive and so we went into the place and sat down on the rocking chair and ron was pretty sick at that time and uh, you know so we sat down i made a fire and he warmed up by the fire and we just sat and chatted for a bit and he had a little shot of little shot of crown royal apple which is his favorite and uh i just said to him like what do you think of this place he's like well it's going to need a lot of work and, uh, you know, it's not going to be easy to get this place going, but you know what? He goes, I know you guys can do this. And I think this would be a great place for you guys to hang your hat and, uh, have as a place to add to the group and to the club. And, um, you know, so Ron kind of gave us his blessing on that place. And that was around the middle of November of 2021. And about a month later, Ron passed away and, uh, so I do have a picture of Ron standing in front of the door of that outpost camp. And uh, so we went to work on it. And that's that's why I have such an emotional attachment to that place. Uh, you know, anybody that's been up there so far, that you know, it is rough. And it is, you know, a work in progress. And it has had its ups and downs as far as trying to get it into our offering. And, you know, use it for uh, the purposes and the, the vision that I can see. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, the reason why I kind of continue to want to push at that place is because I knew Ron really thought it was a good idea. You know, and my intuition was to continue to, you know, kind of live out or fulfill Ron's wishes. So so anyway, this past spring, you know, the, the guy that, you know, owns the place, uh, he just kind of asked me, like, what do you want to do with this place? We, you know, we got to figure something out. And I just told him, like, I don't think I can, you know, look after that place right now it's just i had a lot going on um sasha had left the company and it was just me and a lot of things going on i have a newborn baby at home and you know just you know another son to look after and just too much for me to look after and i just thought you know what maybe i don't need to to 
take this on my plate. And so that's why we decided to, to walk away from it and uh, list it for sale in, in hopes of trying to get it sold. And, uh, you know, so fast forward to the, to the summertime and into the fall, um, there were a few offers made on the camp, but not near enough to justify getting rid of it. And so after uh, the listing expired, we circled back and decided to uh, proceed with keeping it. So in the springtime, when it, when uh, when we decided we were going to sell it, I moved all of my personal items out of there and all the signage and all the, you know, anything that was Go Hunt Birds branded, we kind of took that out of there to make it a little more appealing to the folks that might want to buy it. And, and uh, So anyway, so I stored all that stuff and put it in boxes. So uh, when we decided we are going to continue using the place, I took all that stuff and brought it back up there and I've been just kind of cleaning out the boxes and putting stuff back where it belongs. And, uh, so I'm sitting going through these books, Ron, when he passed away, Ron was a collector. He had a ton of shit and a pile of stuff and it was a lot of it was hunting related. And so Ron had all these books and stuff. So, so I'm going through the books that Ron has given me and, uh, or given to the club. And, uh, there's a duck identification book and it's, uh, in fantastic shape and anyway I'm like so I'm looking through it and I open it up and there's a piece of paper inside of it and it was the receipt for the uh the book itself and it was uh dated 1988 and uh ironically enough that's the year that camp was built 1988 and I'm like wow what a what an ironic thing like you know there's this book it, it says on the inside Ron Mutri 1988 and uh so I turn the page and I'm not shitting you, but a dime falls out onto the ground, out of the book. I don't know how it got in there. I don't know when it got in there. I don't know if Ron put it in there for something. But I picked the dime up, and the dime was dated 1988. You're the book. You're the receipt. And I'm just looking at this dime in my hand in kind of disbelief. And I'm like, man... You know, my intuition was to never get rid of that camp. You know, I, I had to somehow try to make the place work. And, uh, you know, everybody's been telling me, you know, it'll never work or it's not going to be this or it's not going to be that. And it's not, you know, it's not as nice as your place on the water in Westmeath. And, you know, there's all these things and reasons why it shouldn't work and it can't work. And, and for whatever reason, I just kind of want to ignore all those things and, go back to that conversation I had with Ron sitting in front of that fireplace where he told me to proceed with, you know, taking that place and, and turning it into ours. And uh, it's not mine. I don't want to turn it into my place. I want to turn it into our place. And that's for anyone that comes to hunt with us and be a part of Go Hunt Birds and be a part of our events and our weekends and our, you know, invitations to come hunting with us. It's not about me. It's not about my uh, growth or my getting rich or anything like that. Everything I'm doing with this company is about us or we or our, uh, you know, in the future of, of what this company is going to turn into. And I, I really, really believe that if I'm not building something that is going to outlast me, which means if it's not going to continue past when I die or when I, you know, walk away from it or whatever the case is, then I, I feel that I will have kind of failed at doing this. So, um, you know, the premise of this whole company is to take people hunting and get more people involved in bird hunting. And so far this fall, I've, I've brought out about a, 
six or seven people that that uh, this was their first year waterfowl hunting. So um, it's just what I'm about, and uh, you know, so to pick out that duck ID book up and kind of leaf through it, and you know, and then this dime falls out. It was it was kind of like Ron's telling me, like, hey man, you're on the right track here. You're doing the right thing. Continue to move forward and do what you think is right. Trust your intuition. Pay attention. It's your 10th year anniversary of this company. You're doing things like the right way. Just keep going. And, uh, you know, I honestly almost had a tear in my eye. Uh, and the same the other day when I was sitting with, uh, you know, the, the, the elderly lady that, uh, same idea I had her that time. And she said, she told me, she said, if I had enough, she's like, I've been, I've found enough dimes since my husband died, you know, to buy the tombstone that he has where he's buried. You know, she said, it's just crazy how, how these little things that you maybe don't ever notice and never, you know, really, uh, pay attention to all of a sudden things kind of come into clarity and uh, you know my intuition has been always to keep this camp ever ever since I've stepped foot in this you know and, it, and when I stepped foot in the place it was a shithole you know it, it looked it smelled like you know dead animals and fucking dead mice and I'm sure we we swept up enough fucking mouse shit to uh, make a sliding hill like it was crazy and uh, it's becoming a place that I can't wait to spend time at. And when I was there today, um, kind of putting stuff back where it goes and putting stuff up on the wall. And I, I kind of was thinking like, that's it. This is, this time it's staying there. You know, this time it's, this is for forever. Uh, we're not going to let this place go again. And, uh, to open up that book and have a dime fall out literally onto the ground at my feet and I pick it up and look at it and just kind of in bewilderment just like man like what the fuck just happened here I pick up the dime and it's 1988 is the date of the dime which means that it has been in there for a long time which means that most likely Ron put that there for whatever reason he would put a dime in a book I have no idea but uh and the receipt it's still in there from the book that he purchased. Like it, the book literally looks like he's never opened it. You know, leaf through it once, put it on the shelf, never looked at it again. And in that receipt folded up was a, a dime and a receipt and a, and a book with his name in the year 1988 on it, which was when that camp was built, which ironically enough was built by Noah's grandfather. And, you know, everything's just kind of coming full circle here. So it, uh, I believe I'm doing the right thing. I believe I'm doing what I think is the right thing for for my friends and my family and my little boy that wants to hunt and maybe my little girl that'll hunt someday or maybe she'll bring her a boyfriend up there to play, you know, to hunt. And my buddy Greg, who, you know, has a share in the camp, who just bought his grandson some four-wheelers. And, like, I, I anticipate going up there to play and spend time with those kids. And, you know, it's not necessarily about shooting big, huge limits of birds and shooting big monster deer or any of that kind of stuff. It's just a place to go and spend time. And it, uh, this day and age, as things are coming crazy and, and uh, you know, stuff costs a fortune and, and everybody's more worried about what's going on with the Kardashians and on the internet and all that bullshit. Sometimes it's nice to know that you have a place where you can disappear to where there's no cell service and no internet and no people and no uh, distractions and uh, sit around a bonfire and have a drink and laugh and tell stories and 
and uh, you know, without Ronnie, we wouldn't have that place. We wouldn't have had that opportunity. And I know, uh, I know there's some people in our crew that you know may not have thought it was a good idea to to venture down the road of putting money into that camp. And I know, uh, uh, you know, there's other people that have told me that you know why would you want to do that and why would you spend money on that and you should have taken that money and do this. Everybody has got everybody's got interest, uh, an idea of what you should do, right? So, like I said, I think I'm doing the right thing. And. Uh, they say nothing that comes easy is worth a dime. And it hasn't been easy, but I feel it's definitely worth it. That's my uh, two cents on this one. I hope you enjoy this little story, and uh, I hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving. Spend time with your family. Spend time with your friends. Uh, get out and do some hunting. Take Monday off. Eat too much. Drink too much. Life is short, man, and um, comes and goes faster than we know. Before you know it, people are finding dimes that were left by us.